What's up, Farmers? Welcome to the Farm Athletic Company podcast. I am your host, Andrea Warner. I am also the co-owner and co-founder of Farm Athletic Company. If you would like more information on us, please visit our website at www.farmathleticco.com. And now, on to today's show. What's up, Farmers? Welcome to episode number 11 of the Farm Athletic Company podcast. I am joined today by Coach Rachel. Welcome, Rachel. Thank you. So Thank this you. is it's funny because this is actually round two. Cut. Cut two. <laughs> so let's talk about the fact that, number one, you have an amazing story that I'm really excited for everybody to hear. Everybody's been asking, when is it your turn? <laughs> yep. I've had a few people ask. We want to hear your story. I'm like, I'm not sure why, but here we are. <laughs> because it is a really good story. Yeah. You have, you've been through a lot, mm-hmm. and I'm excited for people to learn what your journey is and your viewpoint from gym ownership, from life in general, to being a coach, to your new exciting life ahead, which yes. we'll talk about as well. So, going on. Born originally in Pennsylvania. Yes. Yep. yep. Ended up. Well, here in Jacksonville, but in Georgia and in between. Japan. Uh, first in Colorado, then Japan, um, and then in Georgia. So my ex was stationed there. So that's how I came to Georgia and then opened my own gym in, in Georgia. Fantastic. And you were a gym owner for seven years. Yes. Tell me about gym ownership. Tell me all about what, because usually a lot of people think that, number one, going from being a client to a coach is super easy. Mm -hmm. Oh, I just, I love working out so much that coaching would just naturally be my next step. Right. And people who are coaches are like, well, you know, I just love this so much that owning a gym. Yes. Should be so easy and I get to work out all day long. Right. So let's talk about the truth behind, the truth behind it. owning a gym. Yeah, so that was me. I was the uh, the coach, new coach actually, um, to a gym. And I was like, you know what? I love doing this. Um, and I'm you've been coaching for what, six months? About six months, yeah. And decided yeah. to open a gym. Yeah, so I was, a, you know, I had been doing CrossFit for about three or four years. Okay. Um, at the gym I was at, um, at the time, they just kind of asked me, they were like, hey, have you ever thought about um, coaching? You're really good with people and you help people at the end of class, do movements and stuff. And we think you'd be really great at it. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> so <laughs> sure, why not? Kind of like that, which is funny because, you know, it sh- shouldn't always work just like that. But, right. you know, it did for me. That's where it started. Um so I got my certification. I worked there, you know, as an intern before and then after for about six or so months. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, yeah, I got this. I can do this, <laughs> which is so funny. It's funny because a lot of people think, well, and owning any business or, or you know, especially owning a gym, people downplay, in my opinion, more than any other business. Mm-hmm. Um, Very you much know, so. They think, oh, you just work out all day. Um I remember one time someone asked me, they're like, so is this your only job? And I was like, yes. Yeah, right. <laughs> I probably work yeah. way more than double you work. But anyway, yeah. you know, um, it's such a misconception that 
it's easy. And I definitely found it, found out the hard way. Yeah. So, because yeah. so many people that come to a gym, which it should be a great hour of their day. Yeah. It should be an amazing hour of their day. They shouldn't have to worry about who's paying the electric bill and who's renegotiating leases and who's going to get city permits and all of that kind of stuff. They shouldn't have to worry about that. Mm -hmm. Um, But in that same regard, sometimes people see it as because this is their ideal fun place to come in, that it's not really a real business. It's not really a real job. So when they're asking like, oh, hey, why aren't you here all day long? It's like, well, sometimes I have to go to other meetings. Like we have big kid things that we also have to attend. Yeah. And being a gym owner is definitely not for the faint of heart. No, not at all. Not at all. So, you know, I dove into it head first, literally. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, you know, had a few friends come over and start out with me. Um, and you know it was hard but it was going as well as i think as it could have been right um started slowly seeing people come in you know they love the gym and um but it was so much more work than i expected um not just coaching but we talked about this before i was wearing all the hats for a long long time and in fact most of the time i had owned um I was the main coach, had a couple part-time coaches, but no full-time staff, which makes it, you know, exhausting to do anything outside of coaching. And then, you know, the little bit of nutrition I did there, um, you know, who's cleaning the gym and who's doing the marketing and who's going out and paying the rent. Well, I did. So, (laughs) um, you know, pick me, pick me. Yeah. Oh, that's me. That's me. Um, so it just got so exhausting and um, I got to this point where I was like, do I love owning or do I love coaching? And I was yeah. like, I love coaching because I told myself if I could be a coach and do it full time, that would be, you know, my ideal position for me. And that would make me the most happy instead of having to worry about all the things, right. um, with running a gym. And that's kind of how, um, well, part of the reason how I ended up here and um I remember my my landlord coming up to me and he was like okay you're renewing for another three years and I was like actually no (laughs) and I'm out I was like I think I'm done and and he's like oh okay you know it's not that the business was not going well at all it was just I was tired and yeah um, it's a lot because you don't get when when you're the owner that's working on the business and in the business. And I think this is something that people also totally misunderstand is that when you see an owner on the floor, mm-hmm. they're working in the business. Right. When you see the owner doing marketing, attending meetings, replying to emails, making phone calls, going out and doing public speaking, going out and doing community service, right. that's working on the business. Right. And mm-hmm. it's really hard when an owner is responsible for both. Yeah. And it becomes exhausting. Mm-hmm. And not many people understand that. They're like, I don't understand why you're not coaching more. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, well, there's, there's a whole other side of this. You can almost look at your business as a person mm-hmm. with a name and a personality. And one side of the personality is like Dr. Jekyll that's 
super happy or Mr. Hyde was whatever. Who was like which one was which one was a good one? Was you have the personality that's like the happy go lucky side of it, and then you have the personality that's like the holy crap, angry hard side of it. Of course, very multi personality, especially when it comes to owning a gym. Oh yeah, it's exhausting. Yeah, and I I think you know being in this gym is is great because honestly the less you see the owner's coaching classes the more successful that business probably is honestly because there's you know they have staff um and i think it's great and people won't understand that because they just want to see you guys right you know yeah but um, i'll say because sherry and i started out in your same shoes basically it was just the two of us and for the first for the first two years it was just her and i and we coached every class from 6 a.m. until 7 or 8 p.m. at night. I mean, no air conditioning in yeah. a very small room with very poor ventilation. Like, we've said it multiple times that we have no idea how we didn't end up in a hospital with <laughs> some sort of, like, heat stroke or exhaustion or something. Because then you go home at night and you have billing to do. You have workouts to program. It has to be in a computer. It has to show up in an app. Like, there's so many layers to making it look good and presentable. Yeah. And people just think it naturally happens like there's a wizard. Yeah. And it just appears. I wish. There, yeah, right. There's <laughs> there's a person on the other side of that. Yeah. So yeah. fast forward to you and Evan, mm-hmm. your amazing husband now. Yep. Hi Evan. <laughs> Thank goodness. <laughs> yeah. We love Evan. <laughs> Moving to Jacksonville, which this was this was your dream. Yes. Like Wanted to be near the beach. If there was anywhere that we could move to, it would be St. Augustine. Yeah. Right? Right. And yeah. you guys did it. So you were yeah. very much a person that's like, you know what? Hey, I'm going to go open a gym. Head first. Dive in. Yeah. Hey, I'm going to go move to the beach. Head first. Dive in. Right. You, just like Eric, responded to our Indeed ad. Yep. And Sherry and I spoke with you. You came in. You met with both of us. You mm-hmm. met with Melissa. Yep. And... I remember one of the first things you telling us was, I love coaching and I want to coach. I want absolutely nothing to do with running a business. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're like, yep. Let's fantastic. make this clear. <laughs> Let's make this really clear. And the honesty was so appreciated. Yeah. And fantastic. Because, I mean, there could be people out there that once owned a business that walk into their next job that feel like they still should be wearing some of those ownership shoes and be like, well, that's not how I would do this, but no. you're not that way at all. Like, not I'm not, at all. not at all. Like, I'm like, this is great. I don't need to worry about that stuff. You guys got it, right? You're like, you're good. I'll see you later. Yeah. <laughs> good luck yeah. with that. Yeah, I just had, you know, I just understood, like, what was, you know, best for me, what I loved the most and what I did not love. And that was super clear to me, you know, yeah. I was at this point in my life where I was like you know I had met my husband um I got married and I wanted to see my family I wanted to be able to go home and you know see my family if I wanted to without being like oh my gosh well who's gonna run my gym like what am I gonna do yeah so yeah because when you're the owner and you don't have much help there is there's no leaving yep it's like I gotta go to work I gotta yeah. go to work like I know my there's family no time off. there's no time off my family used to come down and visit me when we first opened and I saw them in the evenings when I went home and we ate dinner together and then I was back on the computer. I was like, guys, I'm sorry. Like it'll eventually get to the point where I don't have to do this. Yeah. But right now I have to do this. Yeah. 
Yeah. It's very difficult. Very. And, you know, speaking of that honesty, when, when we spoke with you, we were very honest about our vision. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, this is where we're heading. This is what we see. This is what we would like to do. Mm-hmm. You were 100% on board with that. Yeah. You know, and we have very similar backgrounds, both competitive CrossFitters yep. <laughs> and both CrossFit gym owners to now be going down a path that's different, that's looked different, that yep. looks different, that feels different, that mm-hmm. explains different, that the education's different. Right. Talk about how you feel about that, what it's been like for you, your experience, and yep. where you see it going forward. Yeah, so, I mean, being a competitive CrossFit person and, you know, pushing that on all the athletes that used to come to my gym. Um, it was different coming here, but it was honestly just a relief, like, to be like, okay, put that, that side of me away, that competitive side of me away and just focus on moving well. Um, I'm in my thirties now, you know, luckily I don't have any major injuries, but, um, I'd like to keep it that way. Right. I'd like Absolutely. to just be healthy. Um, not um not working out three hours a day or whatever it used to be is is nice it's you know it's nice not to have to think that way anymore um you know to have so much pressure and stress to yeah beat a previous time or beat a right. previous weight you know yeah. it, that, that wears on you it does and even just coaching people is so much better because anybody in your class you know, I I can relate to most of them, whether it be it's their first day or, um, I don't know, they've been there for years. I can relate to both of those kinds of people and be like, hey, you know, focus on how do you feel and focus on your tempo and your strength and don't worry about dying behind the, the floor at the end of your workout. So yeah, it's just, um, it's just so much better for people. You know, and one of the things that we changed is like prescribed weight, for example. We don't have a prescribed weight. It's our coach's job to explain how it should feel. We use an RPE, a rate of perceived exertion. Mm -hmm. Like, hey, I want this to feel like a five out of 10, meaning when you get done, you should feel like you could do another five reps. Right. When you start talking about basing things off of feel, people start making smarter decisions. Yeah, they do. (laughs) When you throw a number up on the board, hey, this is the prescribed weight, Mm -hmm. 225, 155. Mm -hmm. People are like, I need to do that. Right. Like, well, that's too heavy for you. No, 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 I got it. Mm -hmm. You know, and pretty soon it becomes a bit of an argument. And then Mm -hmm. it becomes you're almost having to sell that person on why you do this. And then for that person, it becomes a really big mind game because they don't feel good enough. Yeah. You know, they it can really feeling, mess with your emotions. Yeah, defeated and, and all that. So taking away those numbers, I have noticed with my classes, it's like, I'm going to do this weight today because, you know, this is what feels good today. And yeah. it could be different from day to day. And that's the whole point. You know, today I was stressed. I didn't eat very good. So I'm going to go kind of lighter, focus on my reps. Um Instead of being like, well, I need to do 155. I don't do 155. I'm a failure today. Yeah. The last time time I did this workout, I did it at 225. Mm -hmm. How come this time? Yeah. Why do I feel like this today? Yeah. Well, it just depends. (laughs) Yeah. You know, if you didn't sleep well last night, and we'll be honest and say, 
people drank too much last night because mm-hmm. it's a thing. They do. You know, <laughs> and so you have each, we're all different. That's the beauty of being human, that every day feels different. Right. And you have to adjust your lifestyle day to day based off of how you feel. Like, for example, I was out of town last week, came back with this amazing little bit of a head cold. Ugh. So therefore, right. my workouts feel a little bit different. My sleep feels a little bit different. My hydration is different. So being aware of that helps me make smarter decisions. Yep. And it helps me actually heal faster right. than if I were to ignore that. Exactly. So yeah. love that that's helping because the coaching aspect of it is very different than what we used to do. It is, yeah. You know, coaching smaller movements, mm-hmm. we'll say, um, like an accessory style movement, being able to explain the why right. of those movements, what muscles you're using, the purpose of those, and being able to tell people like, hey, listen, we don't need to do this fast. Yeah. Like, yeah. let's do it for quality. It's a totally different conversation. It is, yeah. And explaining the why is actually something that I never really did as a coach before. And so um, that's to me has become even a, a good learning experience because it's like I'm learning so much coaching here than I probably ever did, to be honest, um, just because I'm like digging into the why behind this or the why behind that and, you know, explaining to people the difference between this and this and, you know, using your lats on a pull up versus just using your traps. And yeah. it's just um, it's great. It's a great way to show people okay we're doing this movement because of this and sometimes they need to know that (laughs) yeah and really that kind of hits our move with purpose right that we basically preach and live on like that is what we are big on move with a purpose right don't just do things to do things like why are you doing them Mm -hmm. what is the reason there has to be a reason behind all of this yeah right and I want to go back to something that you had mentioned, being able to relate to the new person coming in who feels very uncomfortable and maybe intimidated. Yep. I want to dive into that past for you. So at (laughs) one point in your life, you were that person who working out was not a thing. Yeah. Where... Never. (laughs) Never. You have you have the past of being overweight. Yes. And being the person that was intimidated to walk into a gym setting. So let's talk about that, Rachel. Yeah. So this is uh, something that started early. Um, I was never the kid who could eat whatever they wanted. Some kids can. <laughs> I, I started out, you know, always kind of chubby. Um, High school, middle school was tough for me, to say the least. Um, It's funny now because I remember being in gym class and being embarrassed about wearing shorts, you know, and such a a young age. Oh, yes. You know, think about stuff like that. And um, running the mile was impossible for me, Um, which is so funny because, you know, now I can do it uh, just fine. But, yeah, um, I was about 14 years old. This is when my life took a turn (laughs) a little bit so um you know we're all we all have these times in school but for me um it was I was in class and I remember my friend sending this 
guy a note that said, Rachel likes you. This is stupid now, but you know, it's something that I'll always remember. And he sent it back and he said, you're fat and ugly. And <laughs> yeah, so, Real. and you know. And you're, you're what, let's see, 14. 14. Eighth grade? Eighth grade. Eighth grade. Yep. Eighth grade. And what did you weigh at that time? Uh, I was over 200 pounds. So girl. I was a hefty girl. Crushing <laughs> note from a boy. Where is this boy? I'm so, going to track him down. <laughs> I know. <laughs> well, to be fair, I guess maybe it started, even though it started out as a bad path for me, it ended up being a good path for me. So I guess I have to be thankful for all those things, right? <laughs> I don't know. But, uh, you know, as a 14-year-old girl, that's crushing. It's like your whole world just, you're like, oh, man, I'm, he's right. I'm fat and ugly. Nobody will ever like me. Mm -hmm. And, you know, <laughs> so... That um, that day I went home and I was like, you know what? I'm going to lose weight. I'm not going to eat. You know, <laughs> didn't know anything about doing it the right way. I yeah. have, but. And you know, there's so many people that, whether they're 14 or whether they're 45. Yeah. Still believe that. Yeah. Like they're either eating all the things or they believe that in order to lose weight, they have to eat like literally nothing. Yeah. And there's nothing out there educational wise that's telling people this is a balanced nutrition program. This is what it should look like. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And people aren't willing. Not everybody is willing to invest in their health. Mm -hmm. Like, Hey, you know what? I should go out and hire someone to teach me. Yes. What I should be eating mm -hmm. and how I should be eating and when I should be eating. And what does a healthy lifestyle look like? Right. It's just, it's not being pushed and publicized. What's being pushed and publicized is don't eat chicken because it's full of blah, 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 and it will kill you. Don't eat plants because they're full of blah, 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 right. and it will kill you. Eat these, eat that, plant-based, carnivore, mm -hmm. keto. Keto. God. <laughs> like, could we make things My more favorite. complicated? My favorite. Oh, <laughs> such a great conversation. What I love about this, though, is you went from being the 14-year-old girl Mm -hmm. who got the nasty note from the boy Yep. that sent you down a deep, dark path Yeah. to now here you are doing this full-time as a career, mm -hmm. and you are one of our nutrition coaches. Yeah. And that is what you do, is you help people understand what food is, right? how they should have it, what's in it, how they should count it, so on and so forth. Yeah. And one of your clients, Craig, actually just commented on your amazing post that you made the other day on your social media page. Yeah. And saying he's down 18 pounds, he's reduced his alcohol intake by 60 to 70%. Like, that's a big deal. It is. That's changing Huge. somebody's life. So congratulations to both you and Craig. Thank you. It's a big deal. <laughs> it is. Good job, he's Craig. it, yeah. Good job, Craig. <laughs> <laughs> so if we go back to your deep, dark hole. Yeah. And not eating. Mm -hmm. You had to eat something. Yeah, of course. Um, just... Uh, you know, significantly reduce my calorie intake, which um, I was probably only eating a few things throughout the day. Um, probably around 800 calories or so for the whole day, Oof. which is crazy. <laughs> breakfast. Yeah, breakfast. breakfast now for me, <laughs> for sure. Um, I just didn't have any education on nutrition, so yeah. I was still eating not good things, but just very few of it. Right. Um, basically starving myself and had no energy. I mean, I remember being in school, walking up the stairs and I'm like, <sighs> out of breath. 
I'll say, what was you your know, life like during that time? I, yeah, it was, it was crazy. I, I remember being hungry, but being like, but it doesn't matter. You know, it doesn't matter. I need to lose this weight. You right. know, nobody will ever like me, that kind of thing. And um, as sad as it is, it, you know, brought me to lose a lot of weight. I probably dropped down like 115. Wow. Within five or so months. Wow. That's a lot of weight to lose. That's a lot of weight, especially at that age. Especially at that age. Mm, yeah. When you got hormones mm-hmm. kicking and you're growing and you got a lot Just of things crazy. going on. Yeah. That's a lot. Just crazy. Yeah. Um, so dropped it really quick. You know, I guess I was happy with myself. I don't know. I was going to say, how did, <laughs> how did you feel about yourself after feel? that point? Well, you know, I was like, okay, yeah, finally I'm wearing clothes that the other girls are wearing. And, um, I was happy with how I looked, but I was at this point where I was like, well, do I keep losing if I eat this way or do I need to add more to stay at this weight? I had no idea. You know, I didn't know what I was really doing. When, you know, talking about a relationship with food, because we all have a relationship with food. Right. Um, Some people love it. Some people hate it. Some people use it for stress. Some people use it for anger and depression. Mm-hmm. So we all have this relationship that we have to acknowledge. Yeah. And for you, having that relationship at the beginning. Yeah. That now turned into a, I can't have this. Yeah. Now to a, well, now what do I do? Yeah. It, it, then you, be, you almost li- start living in a state of fear because now you're scared to eat anything. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Because now you believe everything that you eat is maybe going to turn you back to oh, the yeah. path that made you so unhappy. Yeah. It's definitely. Talk about an emotional roller coaster that people, I don't think people really understand how much food and our relationship with food really affects our emotions, mm-hmm. our mental perceptions, the way we process everything. Yeah. From reacting to responding to just our whole life in general. It affects a lot. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, that's a big part of the nutrition program that we have is educating people on exactly what's happening in your life and why you're doing yeah. those things. It's all about what's happening. Why? Yeah. Why? Why? Yeah. Why do we need this? Why are we doing this? Why do we need this? Why are we doing this? Mm-hmm. It's a big part of what we do. It is. Yeah. And everyone's different. So everyone has a different story. Everyone needs something a little bit different. So that's the great thing about nutrition coaching is that it's not like you're just going to sit down with me and be like, okay, this is it. Yeah. Good luck. Bye. You know, (laughs) (laughs) it depends on the person. Everyone needs something different. Yeah. And it comes to, you know, we treat our nutrition program the same way that we train our, our treat our fitness program is that we're, we're dealing with individuals. Yeah. There is not two of us that are alike. Mm-hmm. The way you handle a routine, a fitness routine, is going to be different than the way my body responds to a routine. Right. We, you and I could do the exact same program, eating the exact same things, and we are going to look totally different. Right. Totally different. That's right, yeah. That's and why it's so important not to compare yourself to others. 100%. Mm-hmm. Agreed. And, you know, every person that walks in our door gets that individualized conversation. Yeah. Like, tell me why you're here. Yeah. What do you need? Like, what are you looking to get out of this? Like, what, how do you want to feel? What is your, as we can call it, a dream state? 
Yeah. Like, where are we starting right now? Where do you want to be? Like, what's your ideal dream state? Exactly. You know, and as far as Coach Rachel is concerned, <laughs> her dream state is moving to the beach and yes. being, a, being a coach <laughs> and not an owner. <laughs> living my best life. <laughs> living your best life. Speaking of living your best life. Yes. Coach Rachel is pregnant. Yes, I am. <laughs> How many months are we along now? I am five and a half. Okay. So. Beautiful baby girl. Yes. On growing and on her way. Yes, she is growing fast, it feels like. <laughs> is starting her <laughs> kicking routine. Yeah. Yep, definitely kicking. Taking Punching, I don't know what she's doing in there. <laughs> backflips. All the backflips. Something. <laughs> so let's talk about this pregnancy journey. Yeah. How has it been for you? Actually, you know, it's been great, to be honest. I, uh, I have been very fortunate and blessed <laughs> to have a relatively easy pregnancy. Um, I, you know, the first trimester is always the worst. And I had my days where I was like nauseous, um, not feeling great, maybe, uh, more so in the mornings. I guess that's where they come up with morning sickness. Although, you know, some women, they feel it all day, every day. They're throwing up. Right. Fortunately, that was not me. Yeah, that was um, my mom. Uh, awful. I can't even imagine. Um, awful. I'd be like, done. We're done. Yeah. <laughs> no more of this. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, you know, I was able to still, you know, work out most of the time. I'm at this point now where I'm like, okay, if I get three or four days in, I'm happy. Yeah. And, <laughs> so, <laughs> and I love seeing you be able to jump into our classes. Yeah. Because there's nothing crazy. It's not like you're doing right. box jumps and rope climbs and oh, yeah. squat snatches. Not or... doing any of that for sure. <laughs> no. And you're doing the workout that predominantly the entire class is doing. Yeah, usually. And day to day. Feeling good. Yeah. Feeling really good. Um, this is actually a great program. Um, I still have to modify a lot of things just because can't be on you know your stomach at this point and certain things like uh pull-ups need to be adjusted just because of the stretching right um you have to be careful about coning and things like that happening right so paying attention to your breathing and your yeah. heart rate and yeah that's another thing that uh things are slower now <laughs> <laughs> so which definitely it's fine back. because it's like i feel like i'm getting sort of a break i'm like okay i can just like have fun and not worry about you know, yeah. being able to do five pull-ups in a row today instead I'm just doing, you know, what I can. Yeah, absolutely. So. Yeah. Well, I'm excited. I cannot wait to meet a little beautiful baby girl. Yes. So, but we can definitely wait another four months so she can just hang out in there. We for can little, wait. For yeah. Long, we don't let her out now. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a problem. <laughs> well, Rachel, it has been awesome talking to you today and we are so glad that you're a part of our team. Thank and you. for anyone looking to search you up on social media, do you know your social media? Um, yeah, actually I do. So, you know, I made this name a long time ago, but it's Rachel spelled wrong. R-A-Y-C-H-Y-L. <laughs> Don't know. Hey, good job. Um, it's Rachel 89, by the way. So yeah, fantastic. Spelled the wrong way. Awesome. Well, everybody <laughs> needs to come find you and search you out because you do a great job with your social media. I try. Fantastic. Yes. We will talk with you soon. Okay. Thank you so much. Uh-huh. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Ferrum Athletic Company podcast. If you like the show, please leave us a review, share it with your family and friends, share it on your social media platforms. 
Our mission is to build better humans through the education of health and movement. If this resonates with you, please shoot us an email at forged at ferrumathletico.com. Follow us on social media, Facebook or Instagram at Ferrum Athletico. And we will see you all soon. Thank you for helping us to build better humans.